When you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a few clicks away. We offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. We'll even bring it out curbside. Or you can have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over $35. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Raced by Wolves, the podcast is back for season two. I'm Holly Fry, and as host of the companion podcast to the hit HBO Max sci-fi series Raised by Wolves, I am unwrapping the latest season of this cosmic space opera for fans by talking directly to some of the incredibly talented folks who helped bring the show to life. Not only will we be bringing back showrunner Aaron Guzikowski, but we will also be chatting with folks like costume designer Kate Karen, director Alex Gabasi, and visual effects supervisor Ray McIntyre. Plus, we're going to check in with some of the actors on the show, like Amanda Collin and Abu Salim, who play mother and father. Join us as we analyze an absolutely bonkers new season. And yes, spoiler alert, the snake baby is indeed back. Stream season two of Raised by Wolves, now on HBO Max, and subscribe and listen to Raised by Wolves, the podcast, on the iHeartRadio app, HBO Max, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One, two, five! Freezer! Three! Oh. Arm yourselves, America! This is Defenders Live! What is today? What is today? It's Wednesday. Wednesday. I I was so excited for it to be Wednesday. I was like, yay, it's Wednesday. And I literally just went, what the hell? What day is it again? And you would think I would know, considering I was sitting there waiting for my children to get picked up. No, not at all. (sighs) Kind of used to that by now. It's kind of become a thing. Oh, I mean, Wednesdays. Yeah, Wednesdays. But anyway, it is Wednesdays. Which means that yesterday was Super Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. And normally we would start off with some article or whatnot. But instead, being that yesterday was Super Tuesday. and We happen to have a man on Mojo that happens to be a very big numbers guy and uh, pays attention to all the politics. Very big numbers guy. Uh Uh-huh. We thought it was best, you know. One say huge huge numbers guy huge uh, huge. huge yeah we 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 thought it might have been best that uh we bring him on andrew coppins how's it going buddy hey doing what's man? going on my my fine fine uh late night host <laughs> fine <laughs> fine we're double fine look at that double fine because there's two of us we're That's... like the spearmint gum but we're not cute twins oh that makes well me at least sad. one of you is no thanks <laughs> I know you were talking about Dylan, but thanks. Oh. <laughs> no, those classes people have to sit together. 
Mm-hmm. As I say, it's it's the it's beard. True. The beard always chases people away. Or <laughs> no, the lack of beard chases people away, my friend. Anyway, let's not go on a tangent about beards and facial hair and all the rest. Instead, we have a wonderful show planned for you guys, uh, one of which, starting with Andrew Compens, tell us about what happened yesterday. Chaos? Just pure chaos. Um, If you would have walked into Super Tuesday, you know, a week ago and Mm -hmm. not seen anything this past week, and then saw what happened, you would wonder what planet you actually were on. Bernie Sanders came in as the presumptive favorite, a guy who they thought was going to win Texas, win California. Even if he didn't win all of the delegates that were at play in those two states, he was going to win the vast majority of them and be well on his way to maybe not necessarily getting all of the 1991 delegates needed to win the Democratic nomination, but easily on his way to getting the plurality of them, if I could speak right. (laughs) Um, But yeah. The plurals. (laughs) The plurals. Instead, it's Joe Biden. And honestly, when you look at what happened here, in less than 24 hours, maybe 36 at most, you had the entire apparatus of the Democratic Party just coalesce around joe biden and that was incredible when you look at the numbers and what took place in the voting booth on super tuesday well you would maybe i wouldn't because i called this months ago yeah we 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 called this this was once again uh that's the funniest thing about all of this all the all the numbers everything that happened we told you yeah, Ray Charles saw this coming. <laughs> it's like yeah, Helen, Stevie Helen was Wonder was giving the nod to this. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like Hel- Helen Keller knew this was coming. I mean, she kind of pointed and went, ah! And but it was still all- there. But she was pointing to Joe <laughs> Biden. That might have been because he touched her, but that's another. Uh, oh, it's not right. He problem is that she would never know it was him. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because he also takes a good sniff. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Well, you might have thought it was his sister. So you mean her? His you mean his wife? His well, sister wife? <laughs> that long lost. They changed sides. I don't know where they are. Oh, poor guy. Facial but. awareness. It must be going with the dementia. It's pretty much close to it. But no. So we called this. We called yep. this months yep. ago. We told you that it uh, uh, didn't matter how much money Bloomberg was going to push out. Yep. Bloomberg was going to go away. Uh, we told you that nobody in the DNC wants Bernie Sanders. And because nobody in the DNC wants Bernie Sanders, your next candidate was going to be Joe Biden. Yep. Yeah, it had to have been. And, and I agree with you in terms of seeing the writing on the wall, but it's how it happened and how quickly it happened it's not just the apparatus it's the fact that it's the voters that also bought in that's the amazing part of it is that the voters went all in on one candidate right away it wasn't like a a situation where well maybe we'll go elizabeth warren and you know you know pick off a few pieces of that that's not what happened at all here yeah i it was sad i say sad it was it's pretty sad to uh have come in third in your own state. Yeah, that's not I, good. Yeah. I thought she would have done at least a little bit better than that. I mean... You'd at least think that they'd let her in the front door first. At least. But, you know. 
that's what happens when you sit there and you lie for so long and you pretend it was you know what she did she didn't play the uh the the one 100 or one 1024th indian was yeah she didn't have that listed on there she added as like uh, so one thing she didn't have a plan for exactly <laughs> it's and she should yet, have been drinking beer with everybody. That's right. Oh, man, yes. That was the deal. Brutal. Uh, I know. Like, I mean, ooh, here, you guys want a beer? I'm going to have a beer. Who doesn't want to have a beer with her? I don't. <laughs> Just saying. Who does? I don't even want her to be my bartender. Like, I don't know. Well, she'd break most. She'd probably drop most of them. That's what I'm saying. She, she I, I could see her as being the type at a bar that would be trying to do the flips and stuff like cocktail and completely... <laughs> Start dropping shit everywhere. <laughs> Watch me do that. Oh, oh, God, that fell. Oh, too bad. Extreme ja- Stealth Jack all over on the Twitter says, at DOA show, shocking. Just shocking, I tell you. Oh. Hashtag <laughs> called it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the it, thing. The, 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 they didn't want Bernie. Like, Bernie has got momentum because he's preaching a good game to all these ignorant little kids. And I, and I know that sounds a bit harsh, but it's the truth. A lot of these mm-hmm. young are not being actually raised and taught what is in front of them and what these these uh, socialist programs are actually going to do. So they think, oh, great, we just get a bunch of free stuff. But the fact of the matter is, is that Bernie moves way too fast for the Democratic Party. Yeah, and I think that bears out when you take a look at the numbers here. And his strategy was let's play to the youth mm-hmm. and then let's build off of that momentum. And let's play off of the Latino population, because what a lot of people don't realize is that the younger set of the Latino population has grown up largely inside the Catholic Church, right? But their version of the Catholic Church is liberation theology. And so they have been indoctrinated from school, from home, from within their church communities into this type of of socialism Mm, as yep. a as a good thing for society here. But the problem with that is that he has never been able to get beyond that group of people. When you think about it, there's 80 million in the millennial generation. There's about 90 million in Generation Z. And yes, not all of them are voting age yet. But you put those two together, you've got a bigger coalition than the baby boomers who are around 72 million. Because I, I tell you, man. They, who who else knows the Utes of America better than Joe Biden? Oh, I'm... <laughs> have you seen that man sniffing the baby's hair? Who oh. else? Who else knows the Utes of America like Joe Biden? Yeah, no doubt. And to that point, you know, you saw Bernie Sanders get a massive, massive amount of support. They, you know, you take a look. He won. I think it's uh, what something like 50, 60 percent on all of these crazy states, right, of this mm-hmm. youth vote. But the problem with it is, well, 14 percent were of that group. Then you look at it, it was 16 percent four years ago in North Carolina. South Carolina it went from 15 to 11 percent. Mm-hmm. You saw Tennessee, that number dropped four percent in terms of their voter turnout. So yeah. if you're hanging your hat on that one group, you've got to get them, one, to turn out. And two, you have to find a way to build off of it, and he's not doing it. And so that might, when you look at just the pure numbers here, you look and say, that's how this happened, right? It wasn't just the the coalescing around Joe Biden. It was that 
Bernie's message is starting to fall flat, even with the people that he is supposed to uh, really invigorate and get them out and make this revolution. And what you're seeing is really it's revolution versus coalition. And we're going to have a pretty big battle on our hands going forward because it's clear that those are the two lanes that are going to collide here. Oh, yeah. It's, it's mm-hmm. like I said, it's it. You see uh, a little bit of history kind of replaying. Like this is this is similar to like when they, you know, threw Woodrow Wilson into presidency. Like it was, hey, you want it? We're going to set you up for this. All you got to do is start off this way and blah, blah, blah. And Bernie's trying to do it, sadly, um, the the old fashioned way, which is the. I'm going to convince the people yep. as, as jacked up as, as his policies are and everything mm-hmm. else. You have to at least give the man that much credit that he's trying to at least do it. I use this word loosely, but the, the, uh, with integrity and with uh, a little bit of dignity and honor, he's trying to <laughs> win the people. And the, the proof was in the fact that, that Biden didn't like most of the, most of the states that he won yesterday, mm-hmm. he didn't campaign in at all. Yeah, Virginia is a great example, and Minnesota is another one. Mm-hmm. Those two states spent like something like seven hundred thousand dollars, while Bloomberg spent twenty-five million mm-hmm. in the state of Virginia. Yeah, it amounted to nothing. And I think that's the other missing uh, part of this equation that that people are not talking about is that when you look at the numbers, it's the amount of money. Everybody says, "Well, Bloomberg was going to buy this election." It didn't happen, and. I don't necessarily think it can happen the way that people would imagine this playing out in their heads. You can definitely win over the party, if you will, in terms of your, and that's really what Donald Trump did in in the Mm -hmm. 2016 election is he used his money to win over the party apparatus eventually. It took him a while, but he won that party apparatus. But he started early. He started early. He started way earlier than Bloomberg. You Mm -hmm. know, Bloomberg came in... (laughs) He basically started halfway. Okay? The man started halfway through the race and said, you know what? I'm just going to jump in. I'm going to spend thousands of millions of dollars. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to win because that's how Trump won. And Except yeah. for the fact that, you know, he came out as a, as this uh, as this caring guy, as this charismatic guy he is supposedly charismatic guy he came out as this big eco guy and then right behind all of those things that he started saying about himself uh allegations of sexual harassment allegations of all this stuff you (laughs) find out big oil's backing him you know all this other crap you know yeah he got knifed hardcore by elizabeth warren in that debate in south carolina Mm -hmm. or yeah it was south carolina and that was the end of that for him, no matter what was going to happen. I'm no sorry, when, how much money? When Elizabeth Warren can break you, yeah, that's you're done. Yeah, yeah, he, absolutely. And that, that, and I don't think, and this is just my humble opinion, but I don't think that 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 Bloomberg's message actually works well outside of New York. A lot of <laughs> a lot of where he is, a lot of his principles, a lot of his policies are very big city type. Stuff. It's the stuff that you can get a bit, you know, a large city like New York to to fall behind because they do need that kind of handout and welfare and support and blah 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 blah. You're not going to be able to convince a small town like you know, similar like what Stephen and I live in or, or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. to go along with those kind of things. They don't want somebody to come in and tell them that they can't have so much sugar or they can't have, you know, they have to use mass transit. When, when you know, for myself, it takes an hour to get for me to get to work. 
or an right. hour 20 to get to work. Mm-hmm. Although, and, and mass transit is not going to work for me. There's no way you're going to have a mass transit, a bus come out just to pick my lonely little ass up and carry me to where I need to go. Right, especially you, when you're going out of state. Yes, exactly. And so, and, and I, th- I think that had a lot to do with it too, I think. Um, he, he was, he, he thought he could play the, the Trump card as it were, he could play the same thing. The, the thing with Trump though, was he was actually, he had both of it. He had the message to connect with the, the base and the people. And he had the money to get out in front of everything. And Bloomberg <laughs> only had the money. Right. And, and well, he had the money and he had the commercials. And if you, if you believe no. the people so like Virginia Jackhole over on the MeWe, she says, Bloomberg pissed off more people with those ads. Those ads hurt him more than Warren. Yeah. They were they were horrible. Oh yeah. They were and they were everywhere. Oh dear God. It was everything you watched had a Bloomberg ad. Yes. Even stuff that you didn't think would have But I will say I will tell you this. I I don't know if it's in your numbers, uh, Andrew, but I I found that because we, we were we were talking about the commercials the other day. The one commercial that I thought could actually hit home was Joe Biden's commercial with Barack Obama voicing it. Yep. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was, it was a incredible. late it was a late commercial. I mean it mm-hmm. was late it was like 3 days out from Super Tuesday before when it hit. Yep. Very yeah, late I mean, commercial. That- if, if if anything, that shows you the coordination that has been going on behind the scenes for some time here. Yeah. And so some of this is definitely baked in the cake, but at the same point in time, we saw the chaos happen on Super Tuesday. You have to think that Bernie Sanders is not going to respond just by going away. I think he's going to respond with his own style of chaos, whether that's throwing all the socialist tools against the wall that he possibly can. We're going to see him fight. And it's going to be knocked down, drag out, because ultimately, when you look at it right now, I think it's about a 61 or 62 delegate count um, situation between him and Joe Biden. And California is only about 34, 35 percent of the way through Mm -hmm. um, all of their ballots. And we might not know until Friday what that real delegate count looks like. That tells you that this is going to end up on the convention floor. And this is something that we haven't really seen since the 68 convention. And a lot of people point to this. I think we're in a similar situation here that we're going to see the numbers in, in it's really, I think the Elizabeth Warren situation is going to be key here. Yeah. Where do her delegates go? They're usually on the progressive wing of that party. And that means they're more likely, it's not her voters, it's the delegates. Mm. They're more likely to flip to Sanders over Biden. And then we have to also take into consideration Biden is gaff prone. What oh. does he say in the coming weeks? Do people say, wait a minute, now that he is literally the guy on the stage next to Sanders, Sanders looks crazy, but if Biden makes himself look crazier than Bernie, all bets are really off when it comes to the numbers. And that's why I think this is so interesting. Yeah. I can parse out all of the the demographics and all the things that went on to really put this together. But at the end of the day, this could all change in a week. Oh just yeah, by what somebody says for sure. And uh, like we said, this is Joe Biden's to lose, no matter oh, what. Yeah. This is Joe Biden's to lose, and I, I, I we that we keep on saying it that way because it really is. I mean, the man came out last week, and at the end of his speech, 
Dylan Dylan showed me this. He came out last week week and at the end of his speech, what did he say? I'm Joe like, Biden and I'm running for state senate. Or the first, uh, yeah. North yeah, running for the Senate. Senate, Senate yeah. of State. Of, yeah. He was running for state. Yeah. No, and, you're not. And he didn't and he didn't catch it. He just kept rolling and it's like just gone. Dude. What? But now see now you're parsing into like the ability of whether or not he could actually win. Like, okay. I don't think he has the ability to keep a functioning brain for for more than a thirty minutes. Look, he's not he he'll he'll be he's gonna be the nominee. Y'all just gotta get that set and ready now. Oh yeah, we know but, that. We all know for a fact there isn't a snowball's chance in hell that that Joe Biden would win against Donald Trump. There no. is no way. The, the 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 left has no one <laughs> at all. That's not right. Sorry. Hey Coppins, when you get a chance, um, you're gonna have to hit up the Miwis. Yeah, congratulations. <gasps> you have officially been immortalized. You have now been no. Biden. You've been Biden. Yeah. Yep, you have been Biden, and actually, for our show, that's actually a compliment. That is a compliment. Uh, that's a, that's high praise. I, I, do I want to know? No, <laughs> probably but yes. not. But it, I'll show like you it. after the show. Sounds yeah. good. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Be, be, be all right. <laughs> but no, uh, but there's no way. There is absolutely no way that they have anybody. They there is. So I, I and I hate to. Uh, I, we have the numbers guy on the show, and yet. Here I am stating without a single doubt in my mind that the numbers, whatever they are, don't matter as far as the DNC is concerned. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, no, it doesn't matter the, 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 the extreme left delegates. It doesn't matter the extreme right delegates. It doesn't matter any of those things. They're going to burn. They're, they're not going to Bernie. No. They're going, no, no. There's going to be enough to make sure that Joe Biden wins. Bernie may look like he's like 30-point margin and he gets meh, but it's going to be Biden all the way through. They were, they were, look, the left was some, I I say somewhat, they really weren't that subtle about it, but they were somewhat subtle when it came to the whole Hillary Clinton thing and and with Bernie and all that stuff last time. They were, they, they, it was alluded. Subtle, you say. But it was, it just kind of, you know, this wasn't as out and out. Yeah, yeah, this is in your face. We don't care. Again, mm-hmm. the fact that that Biden didn't campaign in a majority of the states that he won, it if that doesn't tell you anything. Uh, again, yeah. Uh, and, and then the other parts of this is that he's basically taking Bloomberg's staff. He's basically taking Klobuchar and Buttigieg's, uh, you know, individual uh, campaigns that are on the ground and you know, using them yep. as, as his own. He had no on-the-ground game anywhere. And yep. how you do that and do those results without... I'm not saying that this was rigged in the classical sense of how you would rig something, but this was baked in the cake yep. that they were going to be able to find a way to do this without him having to lift a finger. That's oh, yeah. the incredible part of this. He didn't do anything on his own to make this happen. This right. was all about the Democratic Party. Yes, yeah, and I, the, the, the more he stays quiet, the better yes. his points are, the more his <laughs> numbers grow. Yeah, because there was even a point, going, going again, going back to the whole camp, uh, winning in Stacey didn't campaign, and I, I, we were at work, and they had the, they always have TVs running and have the news running, and God help us all. 
they tend to put it on like CNN or MSNBC or something like that. It was on one of those that they were actually talking to him and they, and they were like, look, dude, you, you haven't, you haven't campaigned anywhere. You, you only have like an office with like two people. What do you think? I mean, do you really think you have it? They actually like the, whoever was interviewing was like, do you really think you have a chance? And he's like, Oh yeah. I've got, I, yeah but I, but I. And then he turned around and won that state. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're if you're if you're a leftist voter right now, you you might as well just give up. <laughs> just, yeah, for this stop. election, yeah, definitely for this election. Oh yeah, because they are not listening to you, and they are making sure that you are clear and understanding that they don't listen to you. If you're on the left, you are going to have to vote for Joe Biden no matter what. Yep, I am telling you right now. If you don't like Joe Biden, it doesn't matter. You're voting for Joe Biden, or you're mm -hmm. voting for, or, or you're going to not vote. And if you don't vote, I think that's the more likely scenario. To be honest with you, when you look at the numbers from Super Tuesday, yes, they're more likely to not even show up. Yes, yep. And that's that's probably where it's going to happen. But remember, if you follow the same liberal logic, if you don't vote, that's just the same as you voting for the other guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sure, but yes, in their mind, that's how that works. Right. But uh, the other thing that I really wanted to point out, too, is that if you look at Texas and just break it down demographically, the number of Latinos that went Bernie Sanders way there, what it tells you is that the young set, the sets of 30 to 44 year olds that are, are that are starting to get older and become much more active in terms of actually voting. Now, right now in 2020, this is this is not going to work for them. But going forward, this is the thing to watch. They're breaking hard left, as hard left as humanly possible. I think it was like 55%, almost 60% mm. of that group from 30 to 44 went for Bernie Sanders, and they made up almost 9% of the electorate by themselves. That's so amazing. They, That's a it's a huge number. <laughs> and so maybe, the, maybe he loses the battle, but the war? Probably not. Well... That right there means that it's time for a commercial break. We'll be right back right after this. I'm Michael Pelka from PuroPelka.com with your two-minute drill. And here on the Wednesday after Super Tuesday, Bernie Sanders woke up to the reality that the party's out to get him. Or did he? He still seems to think he's got a chance in this, despite the fact the Democrats are engineering the entire primary process for him to lose. We are going to win the Democratic nomination, and we are going to defeat the most dangerous president in the history of this country. I don't know what's more disturbing. Uh, Bernie Sanders thinking that the Democrats are going to let him win the nomination, or Bernie's belief that Donald Trump is the most dangerous president in the history of the nation. It is kind of silly, right? And then there's Joe Biden, who just never stops amazing us. By the way, it's my little sister, Valerie, and I'm Jill's husband. Oh, no, this is the, oh, you switched on me. This is my wife. This is my sister. They switched on me. Oh, those tricksters. Joe, they fooled you again. And you know what else was fun on Super Tuesday night? Al Sharpton returned to MSNBC, and when he's live... 
He's liable to say anything. But this was a real uh, douche of, of, of cold water in their face. Douche of cold water, also known as a douche, which is the French word for shower. I'm sure it confused Biden. Right, Joe? This is my wife. This is my sister. They switched on me. It's only getting started. Testudo, my friends. Testudo. Michael Palka's two-minute drill is powered by MojoWildRice.com. Their wild rice is a superfood, gluten, sodium, fat, and cholesterol-free, yet high in fiber, protein, zinc, phosphorus, and trace minerals. But you're going to love it because it's delicious. MojoWildRice.com. MojoWildRice.com. everybody defenders live mojo 50 go to mojo50.com check out everything that is going on over there oh, amazing oh, amazing oh. hosts that are going on including the one joining us tonight the uh, andrew coppins uh well your show is on saturday yes i yes. feel so- <laughs> saturday at 6 p.m eastern so you think I'm- <laughs> hey man uh, you guys need a break i don't blame you you mean it, to tell me you don't listen 24 7 365 to mojo sadly I, I do try but no no i don't i i don't i so so can, can i can i can i talk about it can i talk about it do you do you oh, now can i talk about it okay all right go ahead go ahead i'm really excited about this okay he's been so, excited about this like all day long coming soon if you're watching to a on doae the- show near you Doc- this on the the Facebook, the YouTube's mm-hmm. handmade, uh, hand painted, amazing thirty two ounce tumbler. Oh, it's so, he is nice. so excited! It's coming very <laughs> soon to uh, to a doaeshow dot com near you. Yes, he's been he's been pining over this thing all day. Oh, it's so pretty. Long. I just, I just he is it. so excited, and he it's is. So oh, so yeah. You will be able to get that soon at doaeshow.com, where you can also pick up all of the official Jack Hole Nation gear. Yes, as well as any doae show gear, any Defenders Live things that you have or want, we have mm. them there. You can get your stickers, your your post-its, your shirts, your mugs, soon to be tumblers. Any of these yes. things, all available. By the way, these are, like I said, handmade. Yep. Which means they're customized, every single one of them. Yes, they're all yep. going to be, we're all going to stick with the black on white, but uh, technically each and every one is slightly different. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Because they are, again, handmade mm-hmm. and meticulously, and I can vouch for the Very meticulously. Meticulously <laughs> done. And highly scrutinized, but also, also every now and again you might get a fingerprint at the bottom. And he, but I, but it's a good fingerprint. It's a personalization, right? And that was because it was tacky and I touched it. Virginia so. Jack, Virginia Jack Hall wants one, like right now. Yeah, well, it's not ready, so it's sorry. Not, it'll be soon. All right, I'll have it on the site soon, and then you can buy it. Okay. Like on the details, we're Jeez. getting everything hooked up. Blah blah blah. Just. Calm down, but he wanted to to break that loose now and and kind of say hey and also kind of beating around that little bush for a while now. So 
Also, uh, Extreme Stealth Jack all over on the Twitter. Need at DOE Show Gear for Mojo Con. Well, you go to doeshow.com and you can, and you can order it. It's fine. It's right there. It's all, yeah, all available for, and you can get it before MojoCon. Yes, there's plenty of time for it to arrive before mm-hmm. Mojo. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of beating around the bush, um, apparently in Texas, this is the first time ever in the past 40 years that a bush lost a Super Tuesday. Oh. Uh, it looks like they're looking for a little trim. Is it is it bad that I didn't even know that a bush was running? Uh, no, because there's always a bush running. This is true. I should have that should have just I should have just assumed. <laughs> as you long can... as there's politics and there's a bush. <laughs> you yeah. can pop in any time, Coppins. <laughs> He's like, I don't even know. <laughs> oh gosh. You're in it now, dude. You might as well just Pull your pants up. <laughs> Put your big boy shoes. pants on and let's go. Tie your shoes together, drape them around your neck, and dive in, chief. <laughs> Thirty minutes to go, so you might as well buckle up. Yeah, no, I, I again, I, I was, I really didn't know, and I should have. That was my fault. Again, should have assumed, should have known that as mm-hmm. long as there is a bush alive in Texas, thank you. They're going to be running for some form of office or another. I mean, te- uh, Texas's new name, uh, new Indian name specifically from Elizabeth Warren is running with bushes. So, I mean. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and she's so mad about that, too, because she should have used it. She should have used it. It might have helped her in Massachusetts. What's <laughs> <laughs> <Just, laughs> her heart? Uh, yeah. Poor Elizabeth. This is what happens. I'm I'm really really happy about this though. I'm what, happy that about this. Yeah, that a, that a bush didn't win, uh, mainly because the that that's the end of a dynasty. Well, you know what it was. Jeb ruined it. I'm sorry. The whole please clap thing, like please that clap. was that was it. That was that ruined it for. I mean, people were already kind of done with Bush after you know W W W, but. <laughs> No, they really when when Jeb got out there and basically begged people to to show up and to do things and blah blah blah. Oh yeah, no, he mm -mm. that was over. That dynasty was done. So, question for you, Andrew. Answer for you. Uh, uh, Extreme Stealth Jackhole is also asking. So, Warren is still in the race. Hashtag. There's always a bush running. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean. Technically, she is. I just I, let's just put it this way: some of the people that I know inside the political world, and believe it or not, I actually do know some people inside the uh, inner workings of the political world. Um, yeah, it is an interesting conversation happening between Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, and, and that's why I mentioned up front that it's the delegate count that really matters, mm-hmm. because if if they can get that <clears throat> delegate count. Even if it's 60, 70 delegates, that might matter on that convention floor when that battle happens, because that's where it's going. It, it doesn't matter uh, who's got the numbers higher or lower. It's going to be that delegate floor that's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like uh, what Brad said this morning. I was listening to him on the Daily Mojo, and he mentioned that that he kind of alluded to the fact that that her being still in, even with you know such a big loss and everything as of yesterday, it it 
it, she's kind of pulling basically a Kasich to kind of draw some of the 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 uh, the votes and the delegates away from Bernie because it, it's it's one of those you know kind of help pave the way for as long as as long as Biden stays in front if she can pull some of those away from Bernie Sanders then thank you it just kind of opens up that door and makes it easier for him to to go on without them having to be as blatant as oh well he didn't run I, that still fascinates me I'm sorry um, but you know hey you you have one office and three people in this office and yet you won. Uh, and you've only been, you know, you put one ad out yesterday. <laughs> yeah, but the other interesting part with Elizabeth Warren here is when you look at the second choice, the the candidate that those people would choose, the mm-hmm. voters. And this is why I think this is the interesting dynamic between Warren and Sanders is that it's actually Biden that the the majority, it's over 55 yep. or 57 percent mm-hmm. of those people that they polled. Um, coming out of Super Tuesday, we're actually wanting to vote for Biden instead of Sanders. So technically, if you wanted to play the we're going to play this straight up game, she's better off getting out to help Biden. Uh So uh, behind the scenes, it is actually her ability to pull those delegates, right? And the delegates, the people that will actually go to the convention floor are people that are actually more inclined to vote for Sanders during that process. And that's what's really kind of the horse trading that's going on behind the scenes there is if she can pull enough delegates together, that matters. See, I didn't know that uh, Elizabeth Warren had a Sarah Jessica Parker in the background. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Not touching that. I had coffins broke down. All right. (laughs) I'm not touching that. Just not doing it. Not wouldn't be prudent. Wouldn't be prudent. Thank you. It's a, it's a good Bush joke too. Look at you guys. Come on, this ain't my first rodeo, <laughs> right? Ah. We had to, look. We had to end. You know, close out the story with the Bush. Mm-hmm. With a joke. It had that to be. was that wasn't blatant innuendo. No, no. It's we kind of innuendo. Pierce. Poor Pierce. What did he ever do to you guys? <laughs> Uh, he shares a name with Morgan, Pierce Morgan, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's enough. And that's enough. I mean, they were kind of running out of names when it got down to him. Yeah, I mean, they come on. They came up with Jeb and George. Don't George. Forget George. George. Right. And Jeb. Yeah. Don't forget the exclamation point when you say Jeb. It's Jeb. Jeb. <laughs> Always Jeb. Jeb. Oh my goodness! Oh, wow. So yeah, oh, thank you, thank you for those guys. Oh man, actually, Twitter's on fire tonight. If you guys, I know, to... I keep digging, and I, I don't, I can't, I haven't pulled up yet. <laughs> Good time. I yeah. just my phone keeps lighting up, and I'm well, like, Dad. It's more it. so people are wondering how we got Coppins on the show, and uh, they think we tricked him, but. <laughs> <laughs> was fully he's not fully aware of of what we're the show you know, it is you know what i mean it's like oh well this is a good idea i'm like oh, yeah okay <laughs> okay here you go are you sure <laughs> yeah. That's what, when steven told me that he, <laughs> he was talking to you about coming out i'm like our show That's yeah, our, you just, yeah us. <laughs> does he know who he's talking about yeah yeah it's uh, it's fine okay. everything's fine nothing to see here if i I can survive Izzo, i can survive you guys that's true (laughs) that well well i mean Izzo is just the start of the 
and, and we just continue forward. <laughs> yeah, he just yeah he he throws a lit cigarette into the into it, and by the we, time it gets to us, it's already a raging inferno. And yeah, we and we just of, keep on moving. That's that's just yeah. How we, we just do. break out the weenies and the and the and the marshmallows. And whoa, whoa, whoa! This is this is not a reoccurrence of my fraternity. Let's not go there. Apparently, we have a frat boy in the midst. Uh, speaking of hazing, uh, Democrat turned Republican in West Virginia, uh, the governor there. He just mm-hmm. recently signed the Born Alive bill into law. Wow. Yeah, he called it an absolute no-brainer as far as he was concerned. Uh, Talk about diving in with two feet to uh, the conservative movement. Right? Yeah, I, I've always been confused about these people. That that they change from you know one party to the other, mm. and I and I've always I always look at it from the angle of well, you're just doing it because you just want the vote, you want to win, <laughs> and and it, it sometimes it doesn't always work, but sometimes it helps them out to to make that jump. But I'm like, I'm always wary of these guys, but this is, I don't know, it, it it's definitely a good thing. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, really, uh, good one. Speaking of born alive, Bill. Andrew, obviously, we didn't bring you on for this, but you wouldn't happen to have numbers on things like abortion and how bad it is. And uh, I wouldn't have numbers other than to say, um, if you are in the African American community, um, that number should scare the living crap out of you. Your chances of being born yeah. are, oh my God, dramatically different than almost every other segment of the American population. And I think that that realization, when when you actually confront that reality and put that in front of that community, I, I think they, they're shocked by it because it's something that is really not talked about all that much mm-hmm. inside of that community. It's just yeah. something that's either assumed is happening or is swept underneath the rug. Fully like, accepted. You know, the, the, the gay population in that community as well is kind of swept under the rug or put behind the closet or whatever euphemism you would like to use there. Um, I think it's incredible. It's, it's almost 70% yeah. of African-American pregnancies right now end in an abortion. That doesn't make That's any sense. incredible. That it makes is, absolutely no inc- sense. I I come and it, and this might be the demographic or the area that you know I grew up in or whatever, but that it was when I when I heard that statistic the first time I was I was completely blown away because the experiences I have around there, the uh, the the stigma or the the stereotype was always that you know a lot of these these ladies were having you know multiple kids with multiple dads. I mean that's even you know comedians make jokes about that kind of stuff all the time. Sure. So when you 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 hear those jokes and you hear that stuff and that, that stereotype and you kind of, you know, it's not everywhere, but you, you, you know, that's the stereotype. So it's gotta be more often than not. And then you find out, like you said, it is upwards of the 70 percentile that end an abortion. You're like, Holy smokes. Like this is, you know, if these people are still having, you know, four or five, six kids or whatever. And I'm, you know, it's not everyone's like that, of course. I mean, just clarify that. But, you know, if a lot of them are getting the stigma of having this many children and you having still 70 percent of them are getting killed, then holy smokes. Mm-hmm. It's just it, it's incredible. It's incredible. It is incredible. Uh, sorry. Sidetrack here. Tech Roo, I believe 
the type of numbers that you're looking for, that's not something that Andrew does. He, he's asking if Andrew has uh, perhaps some winning lottery numbers. I'd gladly name a brewery after him. Uh, sure <laughs> he sure you would. <laughs> he actually would. If, yeah, if and he, he would make a brewery. He, really I, I, he, he makes some really good beer. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll send some my way for crying out loud. Uh, well, that's the funny thing. You're a lot closer to him than we are, so he could probably drive it to you. Yeah. I will gladly accept. <laughs> Tech Roo, try to find, uh, try to meet up with uh, Andrew Coppin sometime. <laughs> I was thinking, watch, watch your DM over on Twitter here in a minute. He's going to be He's reaching gonna, out yeah, to you to, directly. Yeah, yeah. Be sliding into your DMs there. Creeping and creeping. I don't want to know yeah. anybody who's sliding into anybody's DMs, okay? <laughs> Kevin okay, I've only read the uh, the headline for this, uh-huh. and I, I I couldn't get further, so I don't know if, if you want to do <laughs> sure. this and let me. Do I don't know which one I, you're I talking about you on purpose. Yeah, of course I did. I figured. Okay, go go mm-hmm. go go which ahead. One? Which one? The the campus. Ah, campus. Listen to this, man. Campus uh, campus newspaper for prestigious all women's college tells school to stop calling students women. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Carry the one times 50 divided by... Math doesn't work in this situation, buddy. (laughs) Hold on. It is an all-female school. Uh Uh-huh. You can't say female either. No. No. It's an all-woman's school, and you can't say Mm -hmm. women. Yeah, recent staff editorial of uh, the, the Wellesley... News, the student newspaper for Wellesley College, calls for prestigious... Hillary Clinton's favorite place. Yes, mm-hmm. has now uh, set out calls for the prestigious all-women school to edit its policies and language in deference to the transgender and non-binary individuals, most notably to stop calling students women. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want me to keep going or... Yeah, keep going because I I, I'm, I almost I, said a bad word. Yeah, not good. The editorial takes the umbrage at the, <laughs> quote, never-ending reminders on campus that the Wellesley is for women who will, as well as attitudes of students, staff, and faculty members of campus who continue to refer to Wellesley sisters at, uh, and use she, her pronouns without consideration for who is in the room, these current... Practices and attitudes perpetuate an ongoing exclusion and ignorance of transgenders and non-binary identities. Um, um, over here, over and, here, uh, yeah, Andrew and- Coppins, uh, Mojo Five O. Yes. Women who will what? No, women who will. Will exactly. Doesn't matter that they will. This, uh, Tell me how this is not an actual obvious war on women. To the yeah, point, no, I, even you can't even like isn't, that's that's literally part of war of battle is you you don't even acknowledge uh, 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 your your opponent your enemy as as what they are you you whittle them down you give them a different name or you do what you demoralize them. How, how is that not it? And okay, so, so, so this is 
supposed to be an all-women's school, right? Yes, it is. Now, they're trying to be accommodating to non-binary and transgender siblings. Okay. Right, right, right. So if you're not going to call women women and you're going to be doing the whole non-binary transgender bit, then I, as a full-blown cis male, should easily be able to get in there and, and, and go get to Get on campus? Therefore. Yeah, yeah, you should be able to because uh, it means absolutely nothing for you as a cisgendered male to walk onto campus now. Um, since not stupid enough to right, you're not. No, that'd be a bad idea. That would be stupid. First I, off, being surrounded by that that many women at the same amount of time that probably are all synced up with their yeah, that, not a good idea. And all of them are about as leftist as you can get. Yes. Oh, that's a delight. In addition, now, the editorial calls attention to Wils, uh, Wesley's uh, policy of excluding transgender male students from admission and not allowing applicants who identify as women, whether male or female assigned at birth, or who were identified as female at birth, who now identify as non-binary. Those, quote, those who are assigned male at birth and identify as non-binary or identify as cis males are not eligible for administration. The editorial adds. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. I don't. I don't get it. What you, mm. the the amount of mental gymnastics that has to go on? Thank to you. Get to this point. Uh, the amount of pretzels you twist yourself into. I, I just it, it boggles the mind. In you know, I, I've read a book about the, the young radicalization on campus, and one of the things and one of the conclusions is that it's literally two different worlds. <clears throat> You're yeah. speaking two completely different language sets. And so while it doesn't compute for us, it computes for them. It is almost impossible for those two to even come to a common language set. And yeah. that creates the problem that we see in society right now is that we're not speaking the same language. No, well, we're not. And I, again, I don't understand. What is, what is the end result? What is the point that you're trying to get at? So you're trying to pander to what? A a, a a point of a percent of the of the people going to said college. Yeah, I don't. I I, I really have always been confused and ba I say confused. I've been baffled at the fact and just fascinated that that you know just like with this college, we're doing it all over America as it is. We're 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 caving to the minority of the minorities. Mm -hmm. I don't understand it. Yeah, I mean, you look at television even today. You, you you cannot have a new show come out without some character magically either being gay or um, there's a show out on Fox now that magically one of the main characters is is transgender. And it's like, okay, that's fine if that's what you want to go, but it, it's just virtue signaling to virtue signal. Yeah. It, it's not part of the story per se. That's, it's just, oh, fun. we're making a character fit this new narrative why yeah they, co I, correct I, me I, if I i'm wrong though like, sorry uh, sorry correct me if i'm wrong but numbers wise we're talking about uh, a population density of uh, if we compare it to america uh, to america as a whole we're talking about one tenth of one percent right that we're catering 90 percent of our entertainment to yeah yeah well, that, that, don't get that at all and it's in such a bad way, too, because, again, like I understand. OK, I, I, well, I can't fully understand, you know, in real life. 
But I, I don't understand. They make such a big deal about, oh, you know, well, such and such is a new superhero and they're transgender or they're lesbian or whatever. The, the show is based about uh, is based on a, say, a superhero or a character. What part of their sexuality has to do with the story? Batwoman is a lesbian. That that's that, that's that's part of what I was thinking. Of. <laughs> uh, from the um, from the other side of that uh, Black Canary or whatever uh, on the Arrow series and stuff, she was lesbian. What what does that matter? What what does that actually do for the character? Nothing. Nothing. Which just goes to prove that in real life. It does nothing. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares what you do in your bedroom, in your own private time, behind closed doors. It doesn't affect anybody else. It's the same thing, and I've thrown this out there before. It's the same thing as your taste in pizza. Which, once you know again, I mean? let's not get into that conversation because there no, are some I'm not, I'm not doing the pineapple part. I'm just saying period. You know what I mean? I'm just mm-hmm. saying period. If I walked around and said, I like pepperoni pizza, and? does that happen? any bearing whatsoever on anything that I'm doing outside unless we're sitting down to having pizza. No. It doesn't do anything. And it just, it drives me nuts that we have to to lead with, well, this is such and such as, you know, they've done this and they've done that and they're lesbian or they're gay or they're binary or whatever and two-spirit, whatever the crap <laughs> is. And it it doesn't make a difference. I just totally... It makes. I'm sorry, my eyes twitching right now. <laughs> it really is. I. I just. We. Mm. I, I do this on purpose because it's great entertainment. I'm glad you get to join us today for that specifically, Andrew. But <laughs> <laughs> I just like. I don't get it. No, I'm right there with you. I, it, it just bothers me because I, it's a. You know, comes from a mindset. For me, I treat you as an individual. You do, you get my respect as an individual, regardless of those things, whether yeah. or not, whether I agree with that lifestyle or that choice or your choice to eat pineapple on a pizza or not, yep. or whatever, or ranch on a pizza or whatever you want to talk about. Right. Yep. It doesn't. If, if I treat you with respect, I, I would expect the same thing back. It has no bearing on how I treat you. Yes. I would even take it a step further into like we mentioned before about like with abortion and stuff. I may not agree with someone who does it has an abortion, but I'm still going to deal with you as a person. Yes. What you do in your private life and the decisions you make, that's stuff that you, if you believe in God or believe in a higher power, that's something you're going to have to answer for and deal with on your own time. And if you don't, there's the consequences in real life that you're going to have to deal with. And that's, that's on you. I, I deal with you based off of how you treat me mm-hmm. yep. and if you treat me with respect i could care less if you think you know you're a three-toed sloth don't care you know i may look at you funny and go well you have clearly more than three toes but god bless you um but i'm <laughs> gonna you know i'm not gonna be a douche to you just because you think that <clears throat> uh, heck we have a slug that actually listens to the show we do we do. An ever-changing slug, actually. Yeah, continually changing slug. Continually changing. I, Except I just, for the eye stalks. The eye stalks don't, don't change. They're always there and always sensitive. But the rest of... <laughs> it's not a really good way to talk about Watson. Crying all I'm not talking about oh. Watson! <laughs> Look, we we talk about William Pendergrass with much love and, and, and like, near and dear to our hearts. I mean, uh-huh. 
Yeah. I'm just I'm that's he serious. doesn't sabotage your show. So uh, well well that's because he there's a reason why he's on in the morning and we're on at night is he, he has a little <laughs> bit more flexibility during the day. <laughs> and look, he's he by far is is the uh he's the reverend of of the group. Mm-hmm. And because of that he we don't i mean we already we're already tainting carrie melanac we don't need to ruin we don't need to ruin worthiford uh panda sheer yeah. uh, you know we yeah. don't we don't have to do that wilhelm peterson it needs to stay the holy man that he is <laughs> now we before we go any further no. we need to get to the bell counts let's do that good evening mojo five oh I'm Leprechaun, and here with your bell count grade for the day, Wednesday, March 4th, 2020. Today we had eight missed innuendo bells, 25 actual bells, two rim shots, and one, oh my gosh. Give us a B minus for the day. Peace out and good night, boys. Quick, where can people find you, Coppins? At the Coppin Show on Twitter, uh, Facebook, and uh, yeah, anywhere else on social media. There you go. Coppinshow.com. There you go. See you later, guys. Bye, y'all. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. That was great. That was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Hey, Please stand by. Our shows will continue in a moment. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. Raced by Wolves, the podcast is back for season two. I'm Holly Fry, and as host of the companion podcast to the hit HBO Max sci-fi series Raised by Wolves, I am unwrapping the latest season of this cosmic space opera for fans by talking directly to some of the incredibly talented folks who helped bring the show to life. Not only will we be bringing back showrunner Aaron Guzikowski, but we will also be chatting with folks like costume designer Kate Karen, director Alex Gabasi, and visual effects supervisor Ray McIntyre. Plus, we're going to check in with some of the actors on the show, like Amanda Collin and Abu Salim, who play mother and father. Join us as we analyze an absolutely bonkers new season. And yes, spoiler alert, the snake baby is indeed back. Stream season two of Raised by Wolves, now on HBO Max, and subscribe and listen to Raised by Wolves, the podcast, on the iHeartRadio app, HBO Max, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.